This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Store-bought foods have become healthier, but there's an unexpected side effect. Old or open packages stored on your kitchen shelf could become toxic. You're looking for smell. So if you take a bottle of shortening or a bottle of vegetable oil, it shouldn't smell like anything. But if it smells like something, that means it's rancid. Then, social networks have brought millions of us closer together. But have they also shattered our personal privacy? We'll talk to an expert who shares the hidden dangers. Even benign things can be used against you. 79% of companies look at people's social networks, and yet the information they get might be erroneous. Those two stories, and a lot more, are straight ahead on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Our program will begin right after this. InfoTrack. The weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Does your cupboard hold a package of unfinished crackers? Or an old bag of whole grain flour? Or an unfinished bottle of olive oil? Believe it or not, those foods might be hazardous to your health. Here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Professor Eric Decker from the University of Massachusetts, and he's an expert in this area. So, Dr. Decker, why has this issue become more important in the past few years? Well, I think two things have happened in the food industry. One is that when labeling requirements came for trans fatty acids, almost all food companies tried to get trans fatty acids out of their products. And in many cases, this resulted in them putting in more unsaturated fatty acids into the food and more susceptible to be rancid. The second reason is that most food companies are continuously trying to put less saturated fats in their foods. So when they do this, they obviously have to replace those saturated fats with unsaturated fats. And again, these unsaturated fatty acids makes it more susceptible to rancidity. What happens when something goes rancid? What happens is that normally fats don't smell like anything. And this is because they're very large molecules and they don't go into the air. But when rancidity occurs, the fat starts to break down into small molecules, and these small molecules are volatile, and then they can travel up into your nose. So what you really look for when you're looking for rancidity is you're looking for smell. So if you take a bottle of shortening or a bottle of vegetable oil, it shouldn't smell like anything. But if it smells like something, that means it's rancid. The one exception to this would be olive oil, because olive oil is cold press and will have some other flavor components. So it's typical you would smell something in olive oil. But in a corn oil, a vegetable oil, anything like that, it shouldn't smell like anything. Many people don't recognize that smell, do they? No, once you recognize it, though, you'll then pick it up in other things because it's very typical smell. So you'll get the same kind of smell if you had rancid nuts, for instance. So it's just a matter of being able to know what it is and recognizing it. If you were scanning the average home for rancid food, what items would you look at first? First thing I would do is look for your can of shortening, especially if you're keeping the shortening at room temperature and not refrigeration. And then I would look at any vegetable oils. At least in my household, we refrigerate all our oils and all our shortening. And refrigeration is probably one of the best ways to slow down the rancidity. After that, there's not any obvious candidates. Sometimes you'll find things like crackers that have been around for a long time could potentially be rancid. And the other thing would be nuts. 
Again, if they're not refrigerated, nuts are very susceptible to rancidity. And in terms of things like flour, is it any type of flour, or is it only the whole grain versions that consumers should be concerned about? It's really only whole grain because it's only the germ of the kernel that causes the problem with the rancidity. So if you can take the whole grain or wheat germ or any of those is where you're going to end up with problems. So in white flour, the germ's removed. So it doesn't have the same problem. Do you refrigerate things like flour around your house? We don't refrigerate flour, but we, like I said, we refrigerate all our oils. We refrigerate all our nuts. And whole grain flour, we don't refrigerate. I don't refrigerate olive oil. Because in that case, in some oils, you're going to have a problem because the oil will solidify in the refrigerator. Our guest on InfoTrack is Professor Eric Decker, head of the Department of Food Science at the University of Massachusetts. And we're talking about food rancidity and how to recognize it in the foods around your house. Dr. Decker, it's ironic that many of the types of foods we're talking about, whole grains, nuts, vegetable oils, people buy them because they're thought to be pretty healthy. And that's because they have a lot of unsaturated fatty acids. The biggest challenge of all is fish oil. That's the most unsaturated of all those oils, and it goes rancid very, very quickly. So if someone were taking, for example, fish oil supplements, should those be refrigerated? I would always refrigerate those, yes. Each type of food probably has a different shelf life. Is there a general rule of thumb for how long food should last? There's no real simple way. I mean, the best way is to be able to recognize what rancidity is. We do lots of experiments on trying to control rancidity, And I always encourage my students to smell their samples because even with all the analytical methods we have in the lab, a lot of times the best indicator is your nose. So it's almost like you need to train yourself. And once you train yourself, it's very, very easy to recognize it. What are the health concerns about eating rancid foods aside from the fact that they'll taste funny? Rancidity is caused by oxidation. And when oxidation occurs, The natural compound that protects the oil is vitamin E. And so when the oxidation starts to occur, the vitamin E gets destroyed first, and then the rancidity comes second. So when you have a rancid oil or an oil that's almost rancid, that means most of the vitamin E is going to be gone in that product. The uh, second concern is some of these compounds that I'm talking about from the breakdown of the fatty acids have shown to have implications in things like heart disease. So it's generally very important not to consume rancid foods. Heart disease is often tied to inflammation within the blood vessels. Is inflammation the big concern here? There is some evidence that it causes inflammation. A lot of these compounds also, though, will bind to proteins. There's a set of compounds called aldehydes, unsaturated aldehydes that bind to proteins. And they can cause damage to the cell membrane of a cell. And then they could also trigger other things like inflammation. In some ways, this is a challenge in retraining consumer behavior because the amount of time that things keep has changed. And especially these days when you see something on sale, you might say, oh, I'll buy three or four of those and stock up. But that's really not a good idea, is it? Well, I think most food companies have pretty good control over these problems. And within the sell-by dates, rancidity really isn't a problem for most food products. But I would kind of discourage, especially when you see people buying the really huge bottles of oil that you would buy, you know, at a warehouse kind of a store. Most likely that's going to go bad before you get a chance to use it all. Any final words of advice? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't avoid eating unsaturated fatty acids because they certainly are the healthiest of the fat sources. But you should just try to buy small containers, use them up rapidly, keep them refrigerated.
anything like that will slow the process down. Keep them out of the light. The light is also a strong pro-oxidant source. So anything you can do to just properly handle the product will maximize its shelf life. Professor Eric Decker from the University of Massachusetts, where would you send people online to learn more about this? Probably the best all-around source is the American Oil Chemist Society. They're going to have a lot of information about fats and oils and how to keep them. The other place to look would be the Food Information Council, International Food Information Council, or IFIC, which has a lot of great consumer tips on how to handle foods. Well, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. You're welcome. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. Next, if you use Facebook or another social network, you could become a victim of shocking privacy violations. An expert shares tips you need to know straight ahead. 